Hi, everybody. I am Jen Johnson, and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing, where I talk about all things related to chronic pain and other chronic symptoms. I do this because I have a story of healing from chronic pain, and once you've experienced that, you really just want to get this information out there because it is absolutely life-changing if you do the work. And so I am a Christian and I come at this from a Christian perspective. So if that's part of your story, then you should subscribe because you are in the right place. For me, the healing journey from all sorts of chronic symptoms definitely incorporated understanding who God was, kind of um, re-understanding, re-evaluating, correcting some of the things that I misunderstood about God and also correcting um my own beliefs about who I was and other people around me. This work definitely is about changing your beliefs. And as Christians, we hold really tightly to our beliefs about who God is. And um, and so for me, it was really important when we are looking at the brain, we're looking at how in order to heal, we have to change our beliefs that I held fast to, to what my core beliefs were about God, Jesus, the gospel, all those things. And I found that this work completely aligned with everything that, um, that I knew to be true about God. That being said, Something I haven't really talked about a lot was during my healing journey, I had a lot of, of doubt or I should, no, I'm sorry, not during my healing journey, journey, during the, the, the worst years of chronic pain, I struggled with a lot of doubt of who God was and, um, and even sometimes if he was real and this journey has just brought me closer to, um, <laughs> to knowing, um, he is who he is, says he is, and he is also good. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't planning on mentioning that part as I did my intro, but there you go. Um, so today I want to just talk a little bit about my today, my current, um, what it what it looks like to be healed. Um, the here and now of being healed is what I kind of titled this when I was writing about it. And I remember in my healing journey really sometimes listening to certain podcasts and sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen and writing down some of the things that they said. For me, one of my symptoms was brain fog. And so remembering things was um, was challenging. Now I do not have that issue as much, but it is still, um, speaking of neuroscience, it is still very helpful to write things down, put them in places where you read them again, because we are changing how your brain processes. That is the way healing happens, is um, moving the brain out of hypervigilance and into, um, into a new way, a renewed mind, if you will. And um, so anyways, um, I want to just talk about what this last week has looked like for me and I've just consciously paid attention to what tools I have used um, so that I could repeat them to you guys this week um, because being healed is a new way of living and sometimes we can forget what things we're using and so I took some time to just pay attention to what things I'm using and the reason that I did that is because this last week has been maybe a little bit more than a week, but this last period of time has had some definite challenges for me that if I was still in chronic pain would most 
definitely be causing a flare-up, um, if not just um, continuing the symptoms on in their chronic form. And so this week I was able to implement things and really calm my body. So um, here you go. Also, before I um, go into that, I did want to ask that if you are listening to this on podcast platforms, if you can leave me a review, that would be helpful. That's how um, just the podcast gets out to um, the world, the general public is by getting reviews. So thanks in advance for doing that. Okay, so the here and now of being healed and what does that mean? So I'm not in a flare-up. I want to just clarify that right now. I do not have um, physical chronic pain or symptoms, um, but it has been a very emotional week, uh, as it should be and rightfully is. And I think in my past life, I I would have had a lot of symptoms and maybe not as and not been as aware of the underlying subconscious emotions that. Um, would have been kind of um, the wound underneath the symptoms that I would have been experiencing. And um, so first of all, um, I made sure that my boundaries were uh, appropriate and in place, um, which to me also means or primarily means knowing who I am in Christ when I, Jen, am grounded in Christ and I'm not living in fear, who am I? And for me, that list is different than for you, but I reminded myself of who I am, um, regardless of what is happening around me. And that helps me to keep good, solid, appropriate boundaries that protects my relationship with the Lord and allows me to hear from him and to follow him. This also helps me in gaslighting, which I self-gaslighting, which I may do an episode on this sometime, but um, for now I'm just going to mention that self-gaslighting is a very big thing, um, and I have to fight against that personally. It's the way that I treat myself, um, and whether I validate or invalidate, discredit, um, doubt, second-guess, fear my own responses, trust my ability to hear from God, uh, I often um, in the past and still have to fight this to um, um, to validate what I'm going through instead of always saying things like you're an overreactor or this or you shouldn't be able to trust your feelings. That is um, called um, gaslighting um, to really question um your own sanity, your own experience of things, the reality of things. And when you're constantly questioning that, then um, you your own inner voice becomes dangerous for you. And for me, that ended up uh, in my past life, that ended up with me doubting my ability to hear God's voice. So I would hear his voice. I would, I would pray. I would listen. I would hear, I would act upon, and then I would second guess myself after I had taken action based on God's voice. I would question my my experience, my reality of all that, and that made um, me dangerous and um, definitely caused my pain to get worse. So, are you are you gaslighting yourself? This is, I guess, my question to you: is is are you? And if you aren't sure, then um, 
Google it. But in this case, I'm not talking about other people gaslighting you. That's a whole other subject. I'm just talking about are you doing it to yourself, self-gaslighting. Um, so first I establish that. Who am I in Christ? And can I um, trust and listen to him and follow through? Another one is slowing down. I think it's it's interesting because I tend to, and I would beg that a lot of you do also, when life gets stressful, our nervous systems move faster. And that does not help with hypervigilance. It puts you in urgency mode. And so this week, I really just allowed my insides to slow down. It doesn't mean necessarily that you have to take things off your plate, but I, um, and I didn't this time around. I didn't have to take things necessarily off my plate, but I slowed down my nervous system in a way that just allowed me to move at a pace um, that was kind, like I would do for a friend that was in stress. I would say, you know, hey, it's okay. Let's, let's do this at a good solid pace. Um, I did, although not necessarily taking things off my plate, I allowed things to not be as perfect. I allowed balls to drop. I allowed um, perfectionism to take a back seat for sure um, and um, just took the pressure off. One of the examples of that is my workouts this last week were were gentle. I did not do the intensity of a workout that I would normally do. And that's just simply self-compassion and being kind and realizing I have things going on in my life this week that are over and beyond. And um, something's got to give. It is safe for me to slow down. It is safe for me to do a really easy workout. um, uh, And just other areas in my life that um, just reduce the intensity around and really showed grace and, um, I don't know, gentleness to my daily life and in um, the approach that I was using with the daily things in life. Um, I definitely, definitely use breathing. I, um, I don't necessarily stop and do like a full breathing activity, but I have certain ways of breathing that help me calm down from a bottom-up approach when things get stressful in life. And so I used that this week. Um, The big thing is validating my emotions. I stopped and recognized these things that are happening this week, these decisions, these very difficult decisions that I'm making this week um, are notable. And to hurry past them and blow past them does not do me well. It it invalidates the emotions that I am feeling instead of saying you're overreacting or this shouldn't be a big deal. I recognized it is a big deal and it is worth feeling all the emotions that I feel about it. And so I spent time really um, watching. For me, it is helpful to watch and observe the emotions that I am feeling. I am not my emotions. I am not anger. I am not shame. I am not fear, um, but I am experiencing those things. And emotions are something that God created. And when we can take a step back and observe, I am experiencing this thing, then it becomes something we're not um, becoming. When I become the emotion, um, it it um, it stays. It gets stuck in the nervous system and becomes eventually a symptom also. 
So if I can watch it, experience it, recognize it, validate it, and um, and that allows me to move through that emotion, move through the week um, that is, is processing in, uh, in that moment instead of saving it for me to work on in a few years when I have a new symptom arise. <laughs> um, so I don't downplay the emotions um, and I let those emotions shift. It, it, it may start as anger and end as absolute grief. This week for me was a lot of, of grieving and sorrow. Um, and we don't like to feel those things, but they are part of life. They are part of this broken world that we live in. And when we deny that things make us sad or angry, um, we we deny how we were created. And yes, we can sin in our emotions and I think that is when probably we become those emotions instead of experiencing them and looking at what what is this emotion asking for okay my grief is asking me to pause and and honor this moment that I'm going through um, and I'm not going to go into the details of that here but anger is another thing is is the anger asking for a change are you angry because there is there is a boundary that needs to change and um, you don't want to. Um, that is why we have these emotions so that we will look at, at things and take action when it is appropriate. And that is, it is not always appropriate, but it is always appropriate to go to the Lord and ask, hey, I have this emotion. What do I do with it? Um, I, I, this week, I, I didn't, I wasn't perfect at this, but um, I have found that it's really powerful to validate my own emotions and not be dependent on others to validate them. It is good and lovely to have friends and mentors and um, counselors that help validate them. But the the um, but the the power does not come from others. The power of healing comes from within and learning how to um, learning how to validate. And so you're not doing that self gaslighting that I'm talking about, where you're discrediting and and second guessing um, your experience um, and the reality of things. Um, let's see. I, I did, and I did, for me in this case, I did go and talk to a counselor because I, I wanted to be sure that, that, my, um, that I wasn't in sin in some way. And I went to somebody who I know um, loves the Lord and um, knows me and knows my heart and um, would not be scared to call me out on something. And so um, that was uh, a part of me um, remaining in a, a here and now healed state. Humility um, is not in opposition to gaslighting. Those are very different. Confidence and humility go hand in hand. The ability to repent and to move away from or change is power. It is empowerment. The Lord absolutely gives us that power. It should not tear us down. It should not rip us down. It should build us up. Um, but gaslighting does the opposite. It takes advantage of humility. It um, it uh, tears down our relationship and our ability to hear God and listen and follow through. Um, so another thing, so that was emotions with my thoughts. I spent time with my thoughts. I slowed down. I turned off music in the car. I did not listen to podcasts. Um, I give space, intentional space for my brain to work. I let it do its thing. 
um, and just kind of watched as as my brain processed everything that was changing and happening and the ways that I felt insulted and all uh, all this stuff. Um, so being really um, intentional about not being and making my life so busy that I didn't have to deal with the, the hurt, if you will. Um, I already talked about lowering the stakes and reducing intensity. Another thing is um, when it does come to symptoms, um, I was not afraid of experiencing symptoms. So if my body needs to work through something, then um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compassionately allow it. So one night, insomnia used to be a, a big, big problem for me. And, um, and I learned to be really kind to my brain when I was struggling with insomnia. Once I understood the mind-body connection, I would say, I get it. At night, you brain are working hard for me. You are processing so much that I have not over the years, things that I have not dealt with. And at night, I, I know that, that God created my brain in a way that it works for me when I slow down. And, um, and so when I went to bed, I just told my brain, hey, like I get it if we have to think tonight and allowed, um, allowed my brain um, to process instead of forcing it to, to sleep. So I had one night of a few nights or a few hours of, of um, not fitful laying in bed, but just allowing my brain to do what it needs to do. Um, I allowed other mind-body, um, I don't want to say symptoms, but I allowed myself to cry. So crying is an example of the mind-body connection. Um, it's a more natural one than suppressing your emotions and it coming out in pain or stomach symptoms, etc. But um, I allowed the tears to have their place. I allowed anger um, to be um, something that I, I felt in my body this week instead of denying it. I did not. I, cho- I chose to not sin in that, but to definitely um, experience it. And 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 the final thing that I'm aware of that I did was I really asked my myself my deep self, what I needed, what, it sounds silly, but what, what do you, what do you need in this moment? Do you need to go out and be with somebody who loves me? Or do you need to be at home and quiet? Um, do you need to reduce intensity? Um, I, I paid attention to the deeper needs and that definitely takes practice, uh, because there are different layers of, um, protective, um, layers that are, brain um, has and so we have to um, start to hear what are what are the things that we need more than the things that we want or would feel feel good in this moment and so I I don't know you guys I'm I'm really encouraged to to have made this these notes um, for you guys um, because I'm able to just see uh, the change in the way that I would have operated, I think in the past I would have operated in a very different way that discredited or, and maybe you wouldn't um, immediately recognize it as discredited because what I would have done is just moved past. I would have moved quickly past and said, I don't, I don't have to feel these emotions around this because I can choose instead to X, Y, Z, do something fun, do something distracting, Netflix, friends out, you know, some sort of thing that allows me to be busy in a way that um, that I would have called, um, uh, avoiding 
not great emotions. And now I realize that those emotions, although they are not enjoyable, they are things that we do need to experience. And they are created by God because, like I said, we live in this world. And so um, emotions are a good thing. And when we can recognize that, again, they don't get stuck in our bodies that way. Um, They are something we experience in the moment when God created them to happen so that we can change in one way or the, the other, right? Like sometimes we do, we are called through our emotions to change our behavior. And sometimes we are called to be assertive or um, make decisions that change things. So um, yeah, so that is um, your video for this week. I hope that that is um, encouraging for you guys to just see real time what does what does some of this stuff play out in and as you I hope as you see this and maybe I should be explicit about this but my belief around these things the fact that it is okay for me to listen to my deep needs in my body Um, it is okay for me to feel emotions it is okay for me to have thoughts um, and to respond appropriately to them Um, those are belief changes on a really deep brain level that took me a long time to um, shift and to change. So so some of these look like they might be behavioral changes, like physical, like slowing down, allowing the nervous system to be at a a calm pace. And, And although that is true, that comes from a belief change that it is okay to move slow. It is okay to not get everything on the to-do list done. Absolutely, that is a priority brain belief um, core change that's that's happened in me. And so that's what the name of this game is, is, is really changing how one operates. And I do believe we can change. As you guys have heard, I have lots of people on this podcast and it's really fascinating to have people on that I don't always agree with and yet they are my guest. And so I want to honor them, but I do 100% believe because of the gospel and because of um, just the, the Bible itself, we can change. We absolutely can. And it is not a, um, is a, it's not like a forced danger, like it's not like this oppressive change. It is empowerment. When we can change, it is because he has given us the ability and that is not to be done with dread. That will not work, to be clear. Trying to change out of being forced or dread um, the way neuroscience works and the way I understand that neural connections work um, will will not produce lasting change in you. But when you see, oh my goodness, like I am absolutely empowered in this way to change these things and I can do it. I can do it. I am strong because he is strong and gives it to me and he empowers me for all these things. He's he's a good father. I think I put this in a post on Instagram this week, but he's a good father. He asks us to do things that he gives us the authority to do. He gives us the power to do them. And um and and so all that to say, um I think that's why I enjoyed a little bit my conversation with Dan is because I think we see that a little bit differently um or more aligned in that is that we can change and um, it brings freedom to us and brings us into our our primary identity in Christ. And um, those things are always um, really encouraging. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if you're new to my channel, then if and you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you should definitely go to my website, 
which is thoughtbythoughthealing.com. I'm a chronic pain coach. I help people um, get out of this hole of, of chronic symptoms of any sort that is produced by the brain, which I would say is about 90% of, of um, chronic symptoms, if not more. So, all right, guys, that's it. I hope you have a great week. Make a note of some of these tools and just see if you can start implementing one. Start with one. All right, talk to you later.